Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome back to another episode of A Villa Theory. We're still working through our series on real estate. Um, our series, we're kind of bouncing around the different series, but <clears throat> we're going to have a lot of top or a lot of episodes, maybe a lot. I don't know. We're going to have some episodes where we talk about real estate because it's one of our hobbies. And so in today's episode, we're going to focus on our short term vacation rental property and tell you a story about that. But we also have a few other just like quick updates. So I am here. I'm sitting here once again with the beautiful, the lovely Miss Mrs. Christopher Avila. Oh, <laughs> right? Isn't that how it goes? That's, Mrs. That's... Nicole mm-hmm. Avila. You're right. That's my wife. Mm-hmm. She's right there. Yep. Um, we tons of social stuff has who, been going on. Who are you? Oh, I am CJ Avila. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, you are drinking a bubbly drink. Mm, I am. It's a little milky looking. Yeah. It's in a glass. Uh, Restaurant cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this. Well, elixir. once again, it's it's a little bit late on a Sunday evening as mm-hmm. we're recording, and every night before bed, I drink magnesium. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can take this in many different forms, but I choose to buy it in a tasty raspberry flavor <laughs> powdered form. <laughs> And you just add it to either hot or cold water, and I drink it before bed, and it's just a good way to help you relax. It also has a ton of health benefits, so I notice a huge difference um, in how I'm feeling when I don't take it. So hmm. take it every night before bed, so that's what I have. It, does it help you calm down? Yes, that's what it's called. It's, it's called This, cal- this brand down. is called Calm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I've had it, and I don't, I don't think it tastes bad. No, it tastes good. Yeah, I just, like, sometimes I forget to do it. And it's also, like, you you have to put it in a pretty big glass of water. Is it eight ounces is, like, a normal? Uh, It's whatever you're comfortable with, really. Um, I can drink a lot in a small amount of water. It always freaks you out because it's so so milky milky. and cloudy. Yeah, Yeah. But for me, it it really helps with, like, my sweet tooth. If Mm. I want something sugary, then I'm trying to be good. Then I will just drink because this is sweet. You know, raspberry lemon flavor. Anyway, drinking magnesium. I noticed you have nothing, though. I know. It's the first time I, I don't have a drink, but I just chugged a ton of water. Oh, so good for you. Yeah. Um, at dinner, I had a glass of wine. I haven't had a glass of wine in a I long know, time. But you drank it so slow. I was like, this, that must not taste good. It was really good, but I didn't want... I don't know. I'm trying to wean back or, like, nice dial job. back alcohol yeah, yeah. because it's really bad for you. Mm-hmm. Super, super bad for you. It is. Um, you mentioned... Um, Earlier, so we talked last week about Twitter. Ooh, we also yeah. have to do a shout out. Oh yeah, Colin, if you haven't already, how you spend your days? Go check out Colin's podcast. How you spend your days? He did a little shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, you I were think after on we that did, podcast yeah, I, yeah. So there is an episode where we went, or where I went on with Colin, and we talked about finances uh, and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and right after we released the episode, we, we said, hey, if you can figure out how to contact us, let us like reach out because we didn't have a way for you to contact us. Mm-hmm. And Colin just like threw it up on his own podcast. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a nice on way his own to Instagram and his podcast. Oh, and his yeah, podcast. he did. The, so he's, he's at his one year mark. That's amazing. So he did like a playback and went through and yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, go check how, it out. yeah, how you spend your days. Mm-hmm. That's a. Um, it's his story of becoming debt free, which is super interesting. Really, yeah. really like uh, raw kind of uh, vulnerable stuff yeah. that he's sharing. So that was good. Uh, we also got um, uh, who else reached out to us? 
Well, my dad called. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and he was in the middle of listening and wanted to share. Um, I, oh man, I haven't even looked it up yet. I have to do it. But he mentioned. Um, oh no! How come when you were actually talking about this, the name Dave Ramsey? Oh yeah. Um, Dave Ramsey has. Uh, a website that'll help you save money on groceries. Nice. He described it as like you input your um, zip code and the types of food that you like to purchase, and it'll like read the uh, weekly circulars for you. Oh, yeah, for the coupons. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then let you know what's on sale. Nice. So definitely want to check that out. Great. So, yes, thank you, Dad, for yeah. <laughs> contacting us. Uh, do we? Yeah, so now we have ways you can contact us. Yes. So we have, um, and we would, we really want you to, to tell us that these are working by reaching out, okay? So please send us a tagline or something that you want us to say, like at the beginning or the end of the show. It, for me, it's really h- hard to sign off, and I always say bye, friends, and Nicole laughs at me. So maybe send us like some fun sign-offs or something. Um, and you can send those uh, t- via email to heyhowdyhey at avillatheory.com. That's uh, A V I L L A theory. We are also now on Insta. We're on Instagram. I Avila saw theory. that. Good job. Yeah, thank you. I uh, we're gonna start posting lots of cool stuff. We uh, we did some work at the Red House this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have your phone? I don't. Oh man, I was gonna say we should go oh, live right now. Yeah, Instagram. let's go live. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. We will uh, we'll share with the, the folks um, on Insta. Uh, are we going to have to cut this part out? Oh, no. Here, why, why, why don't you work on that? Work on I'm going to tell the story about right. Twitter. Okay. Tell we it. got suspended. Our account got locked on Ow, Twitter. Hours like we have one? We have an Avila Theory Twitter. Uh-huh. At Avila Theory. Okay. Is a handle. And right. it got shut down by Twitter. That's crazy. It's what did super we great. do? I, don't, I think, okay, so they have some automated system that says it looks for spammers. Uh-huh. And I hooked up this Twitter account, and all it would do <clears throat> is tweet when we posted a new episode. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess we tweeted like twice with links to the episodes, and oh, that's the like only that. tweets that it ever had. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it shut it down. So we got so, to post more over there. Yeah, so I emailed them, and I was like, hey, I think this was a mistake. And I think their like, uh, automated system again responded and was like, oh, yeah, sorry, that was, uh, that was automated. We didn't mean to do that. Got it. Is this? Okay. All right. Uh, That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. A Villa Theory, sweet, wholesome A Villa Theory got shut down on Twitter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good to know, though, that we. Um, yeah, that we're have, back. We're, we're, so we're on Twitter. So we're on we have Twitter, an email account, Instagram. We have a website that you can't yeah, comment on, but you can check out the you notes check it out. Yep. from the episode. Yeah, so I have to say, I don't know much about Instagram. Okay, we're, we're going to go live on Instagram, I think. That's the that doesn't that looks like not live. Okay. Is that, um, me, all right, we're figuring it out here. Uh, we okay, you. so we must be young because we just got carded. See, we yeah, were, that, ooh, that's how you do it, right okay. there. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, you want to go? Out. Are we going sideways? We did both get carded at dinner. We both tonight. got carded at dinner, so we must be young enough to figure out Instagram here. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. It's like that, right? And yeah. You just sure. Hold it down. All right. What's up, Instagram? Hi. We are. Uh, we're, report, we're recording an episode right now. I don't know why I can't speak. We are uh, we're already on the mic. So this is the microphone. This is the sweet microphone that we talk into to tell you secrets are secrets. And today we're going to be talking about what we call the Red House, but yep. short-term rentals. It's our short-term rental. We're talking about, um, 
yeah, things about that. So the episode will come out tomorrow, Monday. Check it out. Uh, looking forward to it. This this uh, filter thing is pretty fun. Um, all right, getting back right. to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? So yeah, check us Sorry. out on uh, check us out on Instagram. All right, now what's just uh, now that we've spent like four minutes messing around with social Sorry, media guys. and stuff. It was fun though. It was fun. Is there anything else we need to talk about with social? How to get a hold of us? How to find us? No, we're good. We're good. Tell All them right. about the Red <clears throat> Okay, so so there we were. It was the summer of 2017. We were visiting my parents and my folks. Uh, so I grew up in Kings Beach in northern uh, North Tahoe. And my folks have a little rental up there that we were visiting as a family. And we were sitting outside uh, having lunch. And um, the neighbor from across the street came over and they had seen all the hard work that my dad had put into cleaning up this property and like making it look beautiful. And she asked, do you guys want another project? And we just happened to be sitting there and Nicole and I, because we like real estate and I think you were actually like had just gotten your license or something. I was working on getting it. Yeah. And so we're, the neighbor was definitely talking to your parents, not to us. Yeah. She was for sure talking to the parents, not to us. Um, but we went and we just like walked across the street and walked through this house that they were putting on the market. Um, it was a, it's a three, it started as a three bedroom, one bath, Mm -hmm. super, super old house that like, the original part of the build was done in the 40s. It's in it's a super small little cabin up up in North Lake Tahoe. Uh, and we walked through it and we were like, wow, this is so awesome. This look it looks great. It feels great. It's like livable as is. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff is super, super old mm-hmm. and definitely needs to be like updated if we wanted to live in it long term or whatever. But um we were we were really pumped about it, and so we didn't even have a real estate agent. We didn't have it hadn't been listed. It yet. hadn't been listed. They really wanted to find someone local yeah. to buy it before putting it on the market. Right. So we did sort of like a, a backyard handshake deal, um, and ended up going through the whole purchase process <clears throat> without real estate agents. Right. So this was a little unique in that we yeah. didn't. Have, it wasn't didn't. our first purchase, so that helped. Yeah, we were a little experienced, and um, I was working in real estate at the time, mm-hmm. and um, and so you technically couldn't be the agent because it was in Cal. It was a house yeah, in California. Yeah, I could never been the agent anyway. Yeah, but it helped to have those resources. Is it what did. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to say like we we definitely Googled for. Um, uh, all the paperwork that we yeah, needed yeah. and filled that out and sent an offer over to the owners. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have a licensed agent just look it over yep. and make sure that we were doing everything correctly. Yes. Um, but they accepted it. They did, yep. Um, we had like a little bit of negotiation, but it was like because we didn't have agents, it was direct. Like we just had a phone call with the owners and mm-hmm. kind of worked out our, th- uh, shared our thoughts and what we were looking for. And I think they were more than happy because we paid whatever the sticker sticker price yeah, was. We, we wanted it. We really, yeah. really wanted it. It's across the street from from family, um, yeah. like two blocks from Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we barely had enough money to make it work. Yeah, and you grew up there, so it was very sentimental. It's super, super sentimental, yeah. <laughs> Dream of yours. Yeah, so I had, I, I like, rode my bike uh, by this house, like, growing up. Mm-hmm. Like my whole life just kind of like... we couldn't say no. Yeah, we couldn't say no. Um, so we bought it. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about um, what it looks like to buy 
like your second home or an investment property? Yeah. Like, does it work the same as when you're buying your own primary residence? So it's a little different. <clears throat> Um, depending on if it is going to be a, so if, if it's a primary home and you're going to live in it, then the bank has like a higher expectation that you're going to pay on time because the chances of you like making, uh, or like defaulting on your loan when it's your primary residence is much lower than if you like, um, had ran into financial troubles and were just like, okay, screw the second home. Mm-hmm. We're not, we don't even go up there anymore. Let's right. just like they get rid of it. They you need a house over your, your exactly. you need to live somewhere. So yeah. you're not going to default on your primary. Yeah. So okay. your primary home, it like they generally trust that you're going to like pay that back. Mm-hmm. Second home and investment properties, there's not as high of uh, confidence mm-hmm. that the borrower is going to pay back the loan. Okay. And so the terms are generally a little bit stricter. So with a primary, you can get, uh, like you usually have to put down less money up front and you can get a much better interest rate. Mm -hmm. When it's a second home or investment property, you generally have to put down more money and your interest rate is automatically like a percent or two higher than a primary. So it's like they want you to have a little more skin in the game. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when it's a second home, and I think all these are, are going to be dependent on um, the lender. Like the lender is going to kind of like make up the rules around right. what those minimums are. Uh-huh. But um, this, like the roughly the amounts that we had to spend. So we we have done all three types. We have done a primary purchase. Mm-hmm. We've done an investment property purchase, and we've done a second home purchase. The one that we did in Kings Beach, we did it as a second home, and we can go into some of the differences between second home and investment property, but. Um, when it's an investment property, you generally have to put like 20% or more down. That's a lot. It's a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like usually that's if it's not a jumbo loan, it's under 420 K mm-hmm. and yeah. So 20% big chunk of change. Yeah. Um, and usually the, the percentage for the interest rate for, if you're doing like a 30 year fix or something is like 2% higher than if you were getting a primary. Okay. I think that's like how our how ours shook out when we did the investment property. With the second home, um, you have to put ten for. In our case, we had to put like ten percent down, mm-hmm. and then we had to pay a we pay like about a one percent higher interest rate for the second home. Okay. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> uh, the the ways that so if you if you go to a real estate agent and to um, uh, a mortgage broker and to, or a lender and, and also to a, the IRS and ask them what a second home is, they'll probably all tell you different things um, because they all have different rules and regulations. Um, so when you, uh, when you go to buy a second home, obviously the lender is going to have the rules that, um, that you need to meet for the second home. But when you go to do your taxes, the IRS has like much more, strict rules about what it means to be a second home. And so, um, you'll have, you'd obviously like have to consult like a tax lawyer or something to like, make sure that this, your situation matches this. But roughly the idea is something like you use the house at least 15 days or 14 days each year, and you use it at least 10% of the days that you're like renting it out. Okay. So, um, 
Yeah, if you were if you were renting the house out for twenty days in a year, you'd need to personally use it for at least twenty of those days. So two hundred days a year is rented, twenty days a year you're using it. That's like the ten percent rule. Um, and then if you're not using it that much, then um, it would be considered a an investment property. The difference is that when you go to the IRS, if it's a second home, then you can deduct the um, mortgage interest that you've paid on the second home the same way that you can deduct mortgage interest on a primary home. So when you go to do your taxes, if it's a second home or if it's a primary home, you can deduct the mortgage interest that you're paying. So that's deductible. Mm -hmm. But if it's a rental property, so if it's an investment property, then you can do this thing called depreciation. And uh, you would want to go and look up... um, you know, all the benefits to depreciation, but basically you can like pay down um, in the future uh, the losses that you're that you are experiencing like in that in that year. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Something like that. Go talk to a tax person. If you if okay. you are in northern Nevada, if you're in Reno and you are interested in uh, a recommendation for a tax person. We have um, yes, someone sick. that we really like working with, so we would love to refer you. Please just like reach out, and then uh, we mm-hmm. haven't like cleared it with them to see if it's cool. But uh, yeah. let us know, and uh, we'd love to connect you. Okay, so now you've found a house that you want to buy. You've decided whether or not it's going to be your second home or your investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, should we then talk about how we're gonna, how you would decide if? It's going to be a short-term rental, or if you're going to try to put someone in there long-term, or if you're just going to keep it vacant and you're just going to use it. Yeah, let's talk about that. So we, when we got it, we, again, it was it was livable, but it hadn't been updated in probably, like, definitely twenty, maybe thirty, maybe forty years. Right. Um, it, it had been like the the home had been updated multiple multiple times because when we pulled the floor up, yes, we pulled up like seven layers. layers or eight different layers of flooring. So mm-hmm. we know the home had been updated a bunch of times, but it hadn't been updated recently. Like no way was there any updates done like mm-hmm. super super recently. Yeah. Um, and but that said, like it was still definitely livable. Like the it people, uh, the the former owners lived there on occasion, on occasion, <laughs> yeah. or they lived there for like periods, like a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely something that you could, you could live in. And so we had to make the decision, and we had like lots of long discussions. A lot. Yeah. Of <laughs> do we want to um, remodel it right now, and then rent it out long term? Mm-hmm. Do we want to do nothing right now and rent it out long term? Do we want to remodel it and rent it out short term? Or do we want to not remodel it and rent it out short term? And so the I think f- for every situation, this is going to be a little unique. Um, and uh, here are a couple factors that went into it for us. The One of the main reasons why we went with short term was that we could still use it when it wasn't booked. Like uh, if you have an Airbnb or if you have a short-term rental property, you are able to go and stay in that property whenever it's not booked 
or you can block it for yourself to go up and stay. Mm-hmm. So this summer, mm-hmm. you went up for 10 yeah. days, and that was... I mean, can you imagine you finally get to buy a home <laughs> in the place that you've been dreaming about buying a home for years, and then you put somebody in it long-term, and you can't even use it yourself? Yeah. Like, we were wrestling with that decision. Right. And it was so hard. It was it was super hard. And, like, p- the other part of that is that when you have someone long-term in there, you you have, like... As long as they're good renters and whatever, which we have run into some bad ones, but mm-hmm. if they're good, if they're good tenants, then that is a steady guaranteed income yes. to offset the yes, and mortgage it gives payments you a whatever. chance yeah, to pay down your loan, yeah, save up a decent amount of money to put into the remodel, like financially. It made a lot of sense, and that's why we were having such a hard time deciding yeah. to go the short term route, but. Ultimately, we just we really wanted to get in there. Yeah, there's also a lot of risk with the short term route because if if you um, if if you don't have good marketing and you don't have great like photos and um, uh, an attractive listing mm-hmm. for potential guests to find on Airbnb or HomeAway or Booking.com or any of these travel sites then you run the risk of having month or months at a time when no one is booking it and you're just paying all the utilities, all the taxes and insurance and the mortgage and all of that, uh, all the expenses that are related to owning the home without having any income to offset that. Mm-hmm. And so that uh, that is definitely a real and uh, painful reality totally. and risk with short-term rental. The nice thing is that you could just... If that's not working, switch it over. Yeah, exactly. When you, yeah, yeah. So this is not in stone and you can, you can switch back and forth. Also something to remember if you're going to do short term is that you have to furnish it. Yeah. So that is another expense on, even if we had done nothing to it, we left it as is, which I don't think we could have short term rentaled it as is, but let's say we did, we would have needed to buy some appliances, maybe definitely, um, a couch, a bed, linens, but like there's still a lot of cost involved um, in the the short term. Yeah. So just there, keep that yeah, in mind. It's Even if you're remodeling, like keep in mind that once it's remodeled, there needs to be a budget for all of those things. Because yep. to be a good short term rental, you need to be able to provide awesome amenities. Yep. Very so l- you need a fully stocked kitchen. Um, comfortable linens. This is this is how we run our we run our short term rentals as luxury short term rentals. Right, because so, we want to get someone in there every single day of the month if yeah. we can. And we want to provide them a rock star experience. We had a guest two or three days ago who said it was like I'm okay. This is like totally bragging, mm-hmm. but the guest's review mm-hmm. on Airbnb says it was like staying in, in an HGTV remodeled home. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what we were going for. Yeah. Uh, so a real Chip and chose, Joanna. We chose the route of um, remodeling right away and turning it into a short-term rental. Yes. The Okay, so the remodel, the way that the remodel worked was kind of insane. It was kind of a ton of work. We, uh, as soon as it closed, like the week, it was not kind of a ton of work. It was, it was, it was 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 so much work. Um, we're not going to go into all the details, but we purchased the home and like the very next weekend we were there demoing it Mm -hmm. and we tore it down. Yeah. We like ripped the entire thing down to a very, very little left Mm -hmm. of what was previously there Mm -hmm. to a shell of its older self, including 
going from a three bedroom to a two bedroom. Right. We've like removed a bedroom to open up and make the floor plan a little bit more open. And the kitchen used to be like a one person or a half person size yeah. where like you, if you wanted to like open the fridge, you had to leave the kitchen and reach into the kitchen <laughs> with like a stretch arm yeah. and uh, open the, <laughs> open the fridge. And so we, um, we completely moved. Yeah. We moved a bunch of stuff around and uh, kind of, fit it to our needs. Um, and that, that took nine months. It was like nine, it was nine months yeah. or so of mm-hmm. ho- like every single waking moment, every weekend, every, every moment that we weren't working our jobs full time, mm-hmm. we were up there busting our butts, trying to get it flipped over and turned over. And, yeah. um, and everything they say about how remodeling will totally like test your marriage or like show you like how strong your relationship is, is totally true. It's, yeah. It there was so many decisions to be made. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like we had two little, little kids. Yeah. Our babies were, and we were doing most of the work ourselves or within the family. And it got to the point where it was so cold up there, so much snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. And what are the kids going to do? Like, yeah. they're just running around being little babies. They needed naps still. Like, where could they take a nap? There was always, like, hammering or whatever. So it got to the point where I stayed home with the kids and CJ would leave. First thing Saturday morning, come home really late, then do it again on Sunday. And it was it was rough. It was, but we the result was that we remodeled this home not as if we were going to use it as a short-term rental, but as if it was going to be our family vacation home Mm -hmm. for 50 years or more. Like we put in the nicest, most top of the line, shiniest, fanciest, HGTV ist (laughs) up like amenities and appliances and um, fixtures and furnishings. The nicest, but we definitely, we went for very nice quality. when I say the nicest, it's the nicest that I would was willing to go. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, well, we kept like falling back on durability. We're like, if there's going to be a lot of people in here, yeah. Well, durability, but I was like trying to push back on cost too because it ended up costing us a lot, a very, very, very large sum of money because we took that approach of like we want to make this our family home, Mm -hmm. 50-year family home, Mm -hmm. if we were to do it again and it was going to be a short-term rental that we weren't going to use, Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm, That we weren't going to use? No, that that, I'm sorry. That wasn't going to be like a family home. It was was like a short-term rental property that is like an investment property. We may use it sometimes, but it's not like going to be like I could see that there was a lot of emotion tied to some of these purchases where, yeah, I... I completely agree with you. I think that we could have cut the cost of remodeling it in half or maybe even less than half. Yeah. Wow. Because there's no way we would have put that bamboo floor in, (laughs) beautiful granite countertops. Come on. Like, there's, there, yeah, definitely. Interesting. But would we still have the reviews that we have? Yeah, I think we would. Mm. But we wouldn't, I don't think it would last Mm. as long and it wouldn't be as nice. Like, you can still provide like a five star experience and five-star service without having 17-star amenities. I don't think so, because I would think that there are some things people are willing to overlook if something's not perfect, because they can tell that it's such high quality. Maybe. That they're like, well, even though that one thing wasn't at my standards, look at this gorgeous granite countertop and these beautiful floors. Maybe. I would, if I were. Like that last place we stayed... (laughs) 
Oh yeah. I might have like overlooked the dirty fingerprints on though, the that door. Place, though okay, so if I, things had been nice. Obviously I would have had I'm saying we're go, we're going above that place, but we don't have to hit a Tassadero level HGTV. Remind me. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed. Okay, so we. Um, yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Now. So, like three years ago in January, we took a big family road trip. I was working remote, and so we were able to like drive on the weekends between cities. And so we went down the California coast. We started in Santa Cruz and made our way down to LA Mm -hmm. and we stayed like for a few days in each place. And when we stayed at this beautiful Airbnb in a Tassadero, Mm -hmm. that was so nice. And we were, I think at that point I was like, I really want to do this. Yeah. This is going to be a fun, Mm -hmm. fun remodel. Um, so yeah, we really enjoy, I, I personally enjoy the working with my hands and the difference, the stark contrast between that and my day job. Like, my day job is sitting at a computer, typing away, type, type, type. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm when I'm able to build things and rake pine needles. Yeah. So are we going to do a separate episode on how to run a successful short-term? Yeah, we'll, we'll do a separate episode that is, like, tips and tricks and our advice okay. for successfully being a Airbnb host. Got it. Should we mention at all the investment property we once purchased? We're going to do, let's do a whole other series and tell that story separately. Okay. Because that. It was just about our short term rental. Yeah, that one, I might need a beer for that. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, the short term rental um, has worked out really, really well, knock on wood. Mm -hmm. We've had a really good experience with it. Long term rental, not so much. So we'll share, actually, we've done done long term twice now. We'll share our experience with with that, but um, oh yeah, one of them went well, the other one did not go yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Can you tell me? Um, I'm sitting here talking to you about all of these lovely real estate things, and there's this notepad here with things that say uh, that's postpartum for, depression. Yeah, this is meal planning. Something birth control, <laughs> tampons and pads, body confidence. Oh, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> these are the topics. What, what that, are these? This is your, t- on your desk. This is the, okay. So I was I was just taking notes uh, about things that you're gonna talk about on your uh, series. Um, or is it gonna be like a women's health series? Or I haven't decided. No, is it I, just I like also w- haven't decided if we would just do it here. Women supporting women. Woman supporting women. Mm-hmm. Oh. About that, yeah. Mm. yeah. So Nicole has like a separate. She has like a side hustle on top of a, a villa theory that one, maybe one day we'll we'll share with you. But uh, if you are coming here from One Thousand Days, thank you for coming over. I shut down that other. You did. I shut it down. Yeah. The last episode was posted recently. Yeah. So thank you for maybe coming it over be and a listening. Blog instead. Maybe it's it. Uh, there there are a few things about podcasting that are. Uh, surprisingly difficult. Mm-hmm. Number one being consistency, right. and I think uh, even the two of us working together, it's pretty. It's, I don't know how that is difficult for you. You're the one that's always like, "It's Sunday, we have to post by okay. Monday." So consistency is tough, but also like monologuing. So that other uh, podcast was just me mm-hmm. monologuing and uh, my imposter syndrome mm-hmm. of like, "Am I saying interesting things right now, or is this?" Yeah, so uh, that one I shut it down because I think this is I think way you better. Should still keep track of the thousand days because I wonder if it's this. Oh, it could be. It totally could be. 
Um, so the yeah, the premise of the other show was that it takes about a thousand days for a side project to generate enough income to replace your salary. Um, so yeah, this Ooh. is on our Instagram. Yes, <clears throat> you can check out what we did yesterday at the Red House. You can, yeah. Oh yeah, that's we have like a fun little video of mm-hmm. the the work that we did. That was actually what do you what did you think about the the speaker? So we it got was good, yeah. Okay, so we got a Bluetooth speaker that is like waterproof and stuff, mm-hmm. so that we can listen to music while we're out in the yard. Yeah, it worked out really nicely. Yeah, maybe we can put a link to that in the Definitely. show notes. Okay, I'm all over it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, should we go? To, should we move on to this ne- next topic here? Postpartum <laughs> depression. <laughs> no. Not this future, time. future episode. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Do you have any trivia for me today? I. Mm, Hmm. Oh yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, we just passed the Halloween. Um, it's not trivia. Okay. So we just we just passed uh, the Halloween Ooh, date. Yeah. So I have a little joke for you. Oh, I have something for that too. Go okay. ahead. Um, so, um, who does a witch? <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Go ahead. Who does a witch share an apartment with? I don't know who. Her broommates. <laughs> oh, that's a knee slapper for sure. <laughs> I thought we should also update um, on the Switch Witch. Oh, great idea. We did. Yeah. In our Halloween episode, we talked about um, alternatives to eating all of the candy. And one of them was to do the Switch Witch. And the Switch Witch is, I believe, a book about a witch who needs to heat her house by basically lighting candy on fire or something to that effect. She needs candy to keep her house warm, basically. By lighting it on fire. So, <laughs> that's what I told the kids. <laughs> so she um, she likes to collect candy, and as a thing, she will give you something in return, like a toy. So we told the kids this, and they were on board. They absolutely wanted to collect candy and do that. So we went trick-or-treating. And got a ton of candy. Oh, my gosh. And then we left it out. And Grayson even wrote a note. Um, And then she brought them some toys. And the next morning, they were so happy about the toys that they received. And they have not asked for their candy at all. I know. We've done really well at Nighty Candy. I'm surprised. Mm -hmm. So, and also, there's a fun fact about the Switch Witch book. Yes. So, I haven't, like, looked it up. And done the research myself. I don't actually know if this is the person. Yeah, because I think there might be multiples. Okay. Because I also saw one that was like, it was called the original Switch Witch. The OG. The OG Switch Witch. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, Grayson went and told his teacher, and his teacher was talked to me, and she was like, did you know that the lady that wrote that book, so I don't know if there's more than one, there may be, um... She sent her kids to the same school that our kids go to. So she's a local, and she actually came in and read the book to the kids a few years back. And I just thought that was so cool that this thing I'd found on the internet has some local connections. Yeah. So that was really awesome. Very cool. The other thing I wanted to mention Mm -hmm. in an effort to save money every month, um, we talked about our grocery budgeting earlier. Um, CJ has decided to take on cutting the kids' hair. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, about once a month, Grayson's hair grows really, really fast. About once a month, I take him to some local shop. And between the two kids and tip, it costs about $30, which I felt like was 
fairly affordable compared to the last place we had been going to. Um, but CJ was like, I can totally do that. And so I said, go for it. And so he did it today for the first time. And it went great. High five. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the haircuts look great. Okay. I was a little worried because I cut Logan's a little short. <laughs> I know. And it's I okay. cut Grayson's a little you know, crooked. For first <laughs> try, I'm impressed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did do like a whole high top fade. Mm-hmm. High and tight. Yeah, it's like, not just like buzz cut. No, it's, it's pretty crisp. It looks nice. Grayson's is really crisp. It's just not lined up in the back. Yeah. I think his hair is a little bit more forgiving. But it Logan's. Is. Logan's is so fine. Mm-hmm. He might still need to go to a professional. <laughs> That's all right. We'll see. Anyway, it was great. It doesn't save us money at first because we had to buy a couple of tools, but if we stick with it yeah, in the long run, it'll definitely save us quite a bit of money. Oh, yeah. I found this like awesome set of hair clippers. Oh, and, oh, and you had a cape for them I, too? I know. It was awesome. I did. Yeah, I had like <laughs> the full on like barber thing. I don't know. I think, I don't know, cutting hair is kind of fun. Also, I noticed you like ripped the cord out and it still worked. It's okay. It this this clipper in particular is great for kids because um, when you have the cord and you're like kind of going around the kid in a circle or you're spinning them in the chair, mm-hmm. it just like wraps around their neck like seven times. No wonder the chair spins yeah. at the hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but this uh, we I found this really awesome clipper set that's super highly rated. Done did tons of research about it, and it is a clipper that is either corded or cordless. So it has like. Uh, a pretty good charge. Awesome. Um, yeah, and there was so, one tool we didn't have that you thought maybe yeah, we should so the, Yeah, I, I need to look into those. The like, um, the very close to skin buzzer tripper yeah. trimmer thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but we'll link that to you. Yeah, we will. Once you find one you like. And how did you prepare for cutting the kid's hair? Um, well, okay. So I did watch a couple of YouTube videos, but I have had my hair cut probably... I don't know, hundreds of in times. In the amount of time that we've been dating or married, you've gotten your hair professionally cut like three times. Yes. So but how do you have before the <laughs> Before you knew me ah. and before I was a broke college student ah. who picked up the habit of cutting my own hair, my parents used to pay a barber to cut my hair. Actually, no. I mean, I, I do remember going a lot to get my hair no, cut. I think what happened but is my dad cut my hair. like, eh, whatever. I got the girl. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, I don't need to cut my hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was part, partly because of the military. Like, yeah. as soon as I joined the military and I was just, like, buzzing my head, mm-hmm. it's just too easy yeah. and free. And so I just buzzed my own head. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, dad would bring me to the barber. But also dad, when I was growing up, he would cut, like, spirals around. No. <laughs> yeah. Like designs? Yeah, designs, <laughs> crosses, Xs. One day, I remember, it was like... In the summer or whatever, and I would be going to soccer practice, and one side of my hair would be cut, and the other side would be there. Oh, yeah. It was, um, I don't know, it was fun. Hmm. Fun uh, thing growing up. Um, I do remember that the set of clippers that he used eventually, like, stopped working well Mm -hmm. and would just rip my hair out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when, maybe when he stopped cutting my hair. And I would just go to like sport clips or something. But um, with the the this episode is running a little bit long, but I wanted to. I we we can save it for another time. I have I have a fun story about haircuts, but until another day. All right. Yeah, we we really appreciate you uh, coming and uh, 
sharing some time with us and visiting with us and hanging out. And uh, let us know you're here. Yeah, let us know you're here. Hey, howdy, hey at avillatheory.com or just hit us up on Instagram at avillatheory or on Twitter at avillatheory. Or uh, we, also, we have a YouTube channel that's automatically gets syndicated to. I don't know where that is. You have to go find it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, if you like our time lapse of the work we did this weekend at the, the Red House, give that a big, a big old heart on Insta. All right, friends. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this rambler over okay, here. <laughs> all right. Bye, homies. <laughs>